0: It's your boy M. Grad's in the building. I got a very, 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 very special guest, a good friend of mine, the one and only Mr. Rashad Phillips, Mr. RP3Natural on uh, Twitter, the guy who feeds all of your, um, quote-unquote, basketball experts, analysts, um, their info. They all go to his page and his videos, and they're just like, Man, this guy knows everything. How do I take what he says and regurgitate it? Because I have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, I was a journalism major, and they hired me to work <laughs> at ESPN because I got good grades and I could write good words. But that doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about because I never watched basketball before I got here. So um, I just want to give you guys, let you guys know about who I'm dealing with, and this is my guy. My, my main man, I used to watch him when he played. I, I'm going to tell you some little story before I get him to talk. You know, he's over here like, can I say something? Hold on, Rashad. Let me tell you, Let me give him a little background. I hated this nigga in college, okay? Because this little nigga was giving everybody buckets, okay? <laughs> like, y'all don't know. You guys see Trey Young and everybody, and you guys compare him. Like, I compare Rashad and him. They, their game was so similar. And if they had social media back then like they do now, there's no way he's not in the NBA, I mean, it's it's sad. And we all know Kobe says stuff about him. But I'm I'm saying this. I hated him in college. He was so fucking good. And I I honestly when when he hit me up when I finally figured out who that was. I'm like, yo, I couldn't believe it. Like I used to watch this nigga give everybody buckets. It doesn't matter what school it was. It don't matter. And it's like, oh, man, he had them little nappy ass cornrows. I couldn't stand I couldn't stand him. But now nah, it's my guy, though. I mean, I'm glad we we linked up. It's crazy how the basketball world works. And now he's sitting here on my podcast. So say what's up, every to, to say what's up, Rashad. Finally. Thank you. I get to finally say something on your show. And
1: that's crazy. I didn't know you didn't
0: like me, man. But that's
1: <laughs> it's all good. You're my bro now. Yeah, so
0: okay, just 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 say what's up. Let's get right to it. Okay, because I'm seeing the M.J comparisons. I want to just get to that right off the bat. We're going to get to right to that, right. because this is what I' trying to say. when Rashad said what he said, I knew exactly what he 's talking about. he 's not calling Kawhi MJ. He's not even saying he 's not even saying he 's playing like MJ, meaning his, the way he moves and everything like that. To me, I took it as he 's getting buckets in crucial times and doing amazing moves to get like, like Michael Jordan was, and that 's how I took it. Now, some of the media guys who don't know are taking it and running with it. So explain more to the people mm-hmm. exactly what you meant because it was yeah. obviously taken out of context by people who don't understand basketball language.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it actually goes back to December when I, when I was covering uh, Toronto. I was in a locker room, and, and I, I wrote this thread about Kawhi. You can go on my page and read the thread. But long story short, I was in a locker room. All the media guys were trying to get to Kawhi, and I just kind of sat in the back. And after the media guys walked out, he waved me over. And we started talking. We started chopping it up. And I'm like, bro, you remind me of MJ. And he kind of gave me this grin like, you see me? I'm like, yeah, man, you got MJ. And he was like, well, he was like, tell me more about it. I'm like, man, you get to your spots like MJ. You elevate over your right shoulder like him, over your left shoulder. You, you palm in the ball. Bro, you like MJ. I'm telling, the, I'm telling people. And that's where I went to Twitter the next day and kind of was like, Kawhi's
0: the MJ right i I right. just said
1: it right there, you know what I'm
0: saying right. that's how I went that's I understood how I you I understood you, but go ahead now, when you see people when you see people regurgitating it mm-hmm. and saying it, and then their are sheep just you know eating it up, and just like and then we tell people like, yo, you said this six months ago, it's yeah. like what is I mean, come on, man, like talk to me, like that yeah. pisses me off you know i will be go, you know i be riding for you, so yeah, no it so.
1: no, it 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 didn't it bothered me a little bit because. You know I'm kind of the the small fish in the big ocean in regards to the media. So when I say something, it's like I really did my extensive research to be able to go out and say something like that. And then when I see somebody else use it and not just reference me, because we all know on social media when you retweet or like something, everybody's seeing it, especially in the basketball world. So we not we can't turn the cheek and say, oh, I said the this dude said the MJ first or this dude said it. Just just pay homage to who said it first. There's things that that other guys that have said. And I'm like, damn, that's a great comparison. I wish I would have said that first, but I, it wasn't me. That person did the proper research to be able to make that call. So for me, it's just about uh, showing respect to the person who said it. If, if it's me, the other guy, whoever it is, just show, just show love. It's all good.
0: They they, they they don't wanna give credit out here in these streets. Me and Shabi, we trust me, we know and King Josiah, what up Joe? He be knowing. They don't wanna give credit. Joe Joe. P- they they just be taking your ideas and just acting like it's theirs and because they have a blue check or work for a network everybody's oh my god you're so smart well, I, I love it blue check. are you talking about me oh yeah what? i don't have a blue check my bad but i mean come on you you here on my show so obviously i fuck with what you saying or okay. you wouldn't be here
1: well, don't be don't be saying you're not
0: a blue check boy when i say blue check boys i ain't talking about right, you well, my nigga, nigga you put in work okay. i'm not even talking you know what you're talking about okay and people respect that
1: all right so we ain't talking about you i'm just I, I got i'm i'm riding with some blue i got a blue check so okay. I'm just, no you sure good no don't don't
0: be that guy don't 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 stick for the BCBs, right. because you're not one, you know gosh, that you're gosh. part of the light skinned coalition, okay? <laughs> so, okay, people, we're gonna get to it. This is what y'all want to hear. I know we were wrong about Luka Doncic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were wrong. Luka got game, bro. I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna piss a lot of people off, but um Luka Doncic is what I call the human LeBron James, and you're be like, What? Oh my god, Marcus, you- yeah. Listen, listen, but he's not, he's not LeBron James. Okay. His game is similar. you gonna be like, no, listen, 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 please. He's getting 21, eight and eight tough. Okay. Tough. That's tough. You feel me? And it's like, he's dunking on fools. Okay. I'm not saying he's doing it like LeBron when he bodied Jason Terry. And I mean, we not,
1: (laughs) we're not saying that we're not
0: saying that. But I'm saying, like, if you were to say, "Who does he play like?" and people said that, okay, and it's wrong for me. I mean, hey, I, I was often it wasn't because I had heard the story a million times about these. We these. all
1: have heard the same story a million times, so you can't you can't condemn us for for something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, I always get the whole, and I get it. I'm in the media, so people love to say, "Oh, you said Luka Doncic was a second round pick." No, 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 no. Those were, I think people sometimes, they can't take, they don't understand the humor that we try to put on social media as well. It's like everything that I say, you don't have to make it like it's, it's like drop dead serious. Like there was a lot of humor in the Luca takes takes. I said that, I personally, right. me Same. personally, Same. Same. wouldn't draft him in the lottery. That's what I said I yes. wouldn't do. I never said the NBA wouldn't do it. Exactly. I said if I'm a GM and I got the seventh pick or the first pick, I won't draft him. That doesn't mean he can't play. Right. That just means I prefer a different type of player. Exactly. That I, but I like Luka. I think he's terrific offensively. He's ball dominant. He has terrific footwork. Um, well, he can't. What does that sound like though? He ball
0: dominant. in what you just said. LeBron.
1: He's terrific footwork. He's ball dominant. He's he stat pads. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. He's stat pads. Come on, guys. We watched the game. We know what we're watching. He got mad
0: at DeAndre. And, and
1: then he, DeAndre got tra- Man, go ahead for Fine. rebounding the ball. But look, I like Luka. I think he's terrific. I actually got a chance to uh, meet with him in a locker room. Oh,
0: we gonna get to that. Hold on, because okay. I'm gonna let Shad I'm gonna let Shad stick his chest out on that one because this is a story he told me a while back and I didn't say anything. We let y'all we let y'all we let y'all on Twitter, you know, talk your shit because you guys think you guys are sitting at home and don't know anything, think you know what's going on. He called me. We had a talk about it, and I was I was very 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 impressed in how he handled himself because it's like he was taking a lot of heat and it's like you guys don't you guys think that Shad is. D- don't know people. Like that's what's funny to me. It's like, man, this dude was in all workouts. He was in NBA camps. He was he, like, he was on the circuit. He just didn't make it. But it's not like people don't know who he was, who he is.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy when I, I get the whole why are you in a locker room taking pictures. Oh man, bro, and, it's so funny. And it was, it's He's crazy.
0: Clown you like you were like like you were groupie. Yeah,
1: dude. Yeah, it's like when I'm in a locker room with a lot of the NBA players, they already know who I am. So it's like, hey, bro, Like, it's not like I'm tapping them on the shoulder saying, can I take a picture with you so I can prove to everybody else that I know you. That's not what's going on. It's a mutual respect. I, Long story short, I, I was in a Brooklyn Nets locker room. Right. Brooklyn Nets locker room talking to D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo walks up to me, daps me up. Yoda, what's good? And, and then Jared Allen, who I worked out in pre-draft before he got drafted, me and him talking, and then Spencer Dinwiddie stands up and points at me across the locker room. Yoda. Uh, Grads told me, you know, so it's just like, but that's just one, that's just how it goes in the NBA locker room. I think guys think I'm walking in there with my little notepad and my glasses on, and I have my, no, I'm walking in there with, with Concord 11s. Right, thank you. And I'm dapping up the coaches, and the players mess with me. That's how real basketball players
0: rock. Right. See? That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's it's a I don't know how to say it. It's like a let me give you all a big word. It's like a je ne sais quoi that that we all know. I don't
1: know
0: what that means. But it's it's like it's like it's like swag. Okay. But it's just like a it's like a very intelligent way to say it. You know, like the okay. the listeners who like write stories are gonna be like, oh, well, I didn't even know Marcus knew that word. But yeah. anyways, so uh, <laughs> so anyways, I'm just saying like it's a it's a. It, it's a language that's understood between us, and that's what I'll be trying to tell y'all. And the body language. That's the je ne sais quoi. That's what I'm saying. It's like how, like, like Jay-Z said, I walk like a ball player. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's, like, it's just everything. But getting back to that, we were wrong about Luka. I apologized. Third game. Third game, I apologized. And I was like, oh, man. Now. All you, all you guys who were talking shit and running with it, you know, the guys who don't look like us talking shit, it's all good. You know, you guys were one in a million, okay? You guys are the same dudes who told me that Dragon Bender, Jan Vestley, I mean, I, I could just keep on going. But you – and what makes me mad is you, you miss on guys like Jokic. Ooh. Like, you, you get Luka right. Okay, cool. You got Luka right. Where were you at with Jokic? Ooh. Not, a, not a word. I
1: spoke to Jokic personally. I spoke to Jokic when Denver was in town cuz Monte Morris is from Michigan, one of my people. So I got a chance to speak to Jokic and he was he knew who I was too and he had a lot of respect for me and I had a lot of respect for him and I had an interview with him as well. So I don't like the narrative of that. Rashad doesn't like European players. That's false. That's false. I was wrong about a European player. Doesn't doesn't mean I don't like them. I played in Europe 8 years. I have tons of friends in Europe. France, Turkey, Australia. Germany, I got friends all over Europe. So to paint that picture of me, just because I was wrong or gave my opinion on a player, um, it's not about. You shouldn't try to condemn people for that.
0: Yeah, because y'all motherfuckers be wrong all the time, okay? <laughs> and it's like we were wrong with Luca, yeah, but we but we apologized exactly. But um, Trey Young. They should be co Rookie of the Year, and there's no debate about that That's because no because y'all 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 thought Trey Young had no chance to win it. Nah. Okay, none. Nah. I I didn't get that nah. at all, right? And then and then they were the the um, with with Trey played all 80, 80 – he played eighty one games. They sat him out for one. Right. They did some they did some crazy conspiracies with Trey, um, like giving Kevin Knox Rookie of the Month, and y'all tried to sit up here and say that that was thank you that that was the month he deserved it. Um, and I just laughed. I have nothing against Kevin Knox, but there's that to me was like, okay, there's there is a narrative. There's something being done in the NBA because Luca got Rookie of the Month every month in the West, obviously, and um, they didn't give it to Trey for one month, so they can argue that. My thing is that to me, without Luca. The Mavs played better. They were 5-5, five and five, I mean, but still, like, they played better. And the, the five that they lost were, like, I don't know, average like, five points, I think, or something. Um,
1: Jalen Brunson's pretty good. Yeah, Jalen,
0: See, and that's the thing. Where- he
1: was on my rankings board at number 20, and people went crazy, like, why do you got Jalen Brunson ranked 20 on your board? I'm like, he's a, he's a, he can play. He yeah. can
0: play. And see, off subject. Okay, NBA kids, they're taught one game their whole life. That's why all of them be killers in high school. And some of them, not all, some of them struggle in college. And they come to the NBA and they're second rounders and they, they show out. I mean, they're only taught one game. Like, Clay Thompson's dad taught him, say, hey, you want to have a long career? <laughs> <how> you, <laughs> you learn how to shoot the ball like this. Okay, like same with Rick Rick Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson plays just like his pops, plays
1: just like his
0: dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, and his dad was in the NBA for a couple of years, you know, like what 10, 12 years, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like they're taught one game. So some of the times you guys see these NBA kids in college and you're like, oh man, he wasn't that good. Duh, duh, duh. He's not taught that game. College is the it's just I don't, I'm not a big fan of how it's set up. They went to quarters and 10 minutes and play like it'd be a it'd be a better for the I'd be like yes go to college because it's that's would be the the farm league system because they play the same game.
1: But that's why Trey was good as well. A, a lot of people don't give Ray Young credit. Ray okay, Ray didn't Ray didn't play in the NBA, but Ray was an NBA player. Dude scored 1500 points in college in the Big 12. So a lot of people skipped that narrative and and didn't give Ray Young enough credit. I knew Trey was going to be great because his dad was great. You see what I'm saying? So that just goes to what you're saying. Like we ignored that the dude's dad was a terrific point guard. Like how do we ignore that? Exactly. You see what I'm saying?
0: And then his dad had the blueprint, and he's like, Nah, I'm a, where I messed up. I'm gonna make sure my exactly. son didn't. And, and how are you averaging 40 in the EYBL, and then man, don't even get me started. Get but yeah, so I didn't think it should be co rookie of the year. Trey Young defied all odds. Everybody, hey, you guys, like there were people out there who literally hated this kid. For nothing. He's out here playing basketball, living his dream. They hated me because oh, I liked him. Exactly. And the your hate just made us go harder for him because he was out there serving. Like, and you can't say he wasn't. Like, every, all the assist records, the, the highest in assists he had, what, he had the, four, what?
1: 49 and 16 against the Bulls.
0: Come on, dog. The highest point total of a rookie that season. And you guys still want to hate. Once he caught on, it was a wrap. It a wrap. It was a wrap.
1: And his learning curve was going to be different than Lucas.: Obviously, because uh, obviously, you know Trey coming out of college, Luca playing professional already, you know, with, with the point guard position, that takes that's a longer learning curve. When you're playing on a wing, hey man, you just go get a bucket. So Trey had to learn coverages, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he had to learn his teammates, he had to learn the, the playbook where Luca was more adjusted. Um, and and that's, a, that's a feather in Lucas cap. There's no slight to Luca, but Trey had to figure it out. You know?
0: Exactly. But <clears throat> we were just... We didn't understand where the hate and the vitriol was coming from from a young kid just trying to, you know, do it. And he be like, well, you guys did about Luca." We were talking to the media. We have no person... We had nothing. And that's another thing you don't understand. We weren't talking about Luca. No. We were talking about the coverage of him. Okay? <laughs> and it was just like... I just didn't believe all the hype he was getting because I'd heard that story before. Okay? Now, now... <laughs> I'm not going to mention any name. I did, did I ever bring up Sekou Demboya? Now... I'm just saying, just because was, you guys are right about Luca, doesn't mean you're going to be right about the rest of them now. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the guys you need to look at are the, guy, the guys you're going to be going in the second round, you know, like my boy Kuroch.
1: Man, I love him from Brooklyn. He's terrific. Six nine, long-winded, great strike, can knock down shots. He's tough. He can defend. He kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Karolinko. Yeah,
0: man, thank you. A little bit. Yes, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A little more offensively polished, refined, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I I was screaming about him all he summer was. league. You all, told me about him. I'm like, oh, see I got what I'm one saying? One. You see what I'm saying? Like, and he's a year younger, a year older than Luca, so like, I'm telling you, you, th- some of them are easy to call, but we got. If you guys are gonna be talking about us, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, anyways, back to it. So, what do you think? Cause you're a trainer, mm-hmm. okay? What do you? What's your take on you know how me cuffs and and, you know, yeah. Clint and, yeah. you know, hotbread and yeah. Mark. Mark, we all be talking about the IG trainers. Well, like, what's your take on that? Because, like, you see, you be talking to these guys all through college and stuff because you be hyping them and, like, they want to work with you. But then when they get with their agent, they all seem to go to, like, to the babysitter's club. Oh, wow. that's You know what? The, the guys that
1: you name, man, I, I love those dudes. Cuff, hotbread, Clint, Mark. Like Rico, right. like I mean, these guys are these. gooch go, yeah, these are the guys that you you want training your kid and getting Owen, Owen getting ready for the next level. These are the guys that you want. Um, it's it's just become more of a a pop popularity game now. And, gimmicks. And for me, I I kind of got have gotten away from the training world. I did ten years of it. I developed tons and tons of players. I got. Girls in college plan. I got obviously boys in college plan. My daughter's going to be a division one player next year. Um, So I just think it, it got to the point where it was it was more for the likes. And when you look at guys like, you know, the guys you name, those guys don't do it for likes. They do it for the love of the game and the passion. And that's why I can resonate with those guys, because they genuinely love helping people. And they use basketball as a, a platform to help people. That's just a vehicle for them to do that. So I mean, shout out to all those dudes you name. I follow all of them on Twitter. I love y'all guys. I salute you guys. You guys get the ultimate Jedi salute for continuing to pour pour into these kids and and, and let the world witness your work through these kids. Right.
0: Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I'm. I just. I know who be training these guys. When they get, like, you know, my bad, Tim. I didn't mention you, Tim Martin. My bad. Oh, Leo, Tim.
1: You know. Look, Tim, Tim, Tim is legendary. Tim is on a, a, another level. You know, I, I I love the way Tim goes about his business. He's he's so professional. But he knows the game. He's kind of the Picasso of the trainers because he kind of illustrates things before he trains his kids. Uh, shout out to Tim Martin. A beautiful
0: struggle, baby. You know, exactly. My bad, Tim. You know, Light Skin Coalition, I got to mention you. um, But – It's not – I don't have anything against those guys. It's just that, like, come on, dude. That's all I got to say. It's like, come on, y'all. Like, really? Y'all, come on. That's all I got to say. Like, some of them are good. I'm not going to lie, but come on, man. Like, really? Like, you guys see it. You guys know who got you to what you – gave you all that, you know? Like, come on. Like, and then that's all I got to say. I don't want to get into it because I had a couple of those IG famous trainers block me and I never even mentioned their name. But they be getting sensitive because I be retweeting Cuffs. Cuff, hey, Cuffs and Cuffs and Mark be going out their necks and I just be laughing. I just be retweeting because it's funny. And, and they, I guess they caught feelings. But you know, hey, <laughs> what, what did Future says It's the evil world we live in. It really is.
1: Cuffs got his own Cuffs got his own gym now too, yeah, which yeah. is dope. Um, shout out to Cuffs for you know, you know, moving the culture, man. That's my dude.
0: Yeah, that's the, yeah, funny dude, funny dude. But uh, so another thing. You got to talk about <laughs> what do you, what's your take on the the, the bullshit ass NCAA uh, going after the black coaches for giving guys, you know, $4,000 and stuff. Or excuse me. Not even, not even giving guys, excuse me, excuse me, giving these coaches jail time or trying to give them jail time for some Teflon Tony shout out, Tony Bland, Teflon Tony, but uh, giving them jail time for recruiting, for doing their job. And what do you think about like, My thing is like a lot of these coaches. I know a lot of these coaches. Okay, I'm not, and I know you do too. Yeah, we know how things work, Mm -hmm. and this bullshit narrative that they're pushing out—that they had no idea—is a bullshit narrative, and that's all I can say. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that these coaches didn't know. Like, they have meetings every day. Like there's no way a coach is gonna be every day. Like there's no. How do we get him? I I have. He just called me and he and he showed up and he wanted to man. Stop, okay? Because coaches, if they don't get the players, they get fired. They
1: They, they They
0: lose their jobs. And then you guys label him as he's a great recruiter. Like I rarely ever see other coaches telling other coaches saying about black coaches oh man he's savant about basketball knows the game it's oh he's a great recruiter man he gets stuff done yeah i don't like that language yeah i don't like i don't like the
1: whole he's a great recruiter or whatever i i just think that there's a there's an undertone with that and i know tons and tons of college coaches and assistant coaches obviously too and when I talk to these guys, these guys are like, these guys are really sharp dudes. They understand the game, the X's and O's. And it's like, I don't like for people in general to be pigeonholed. And I think that um, the, the, in general, the, the community, the basketball world needs to stop pigeonholing African American coaches and allow them to be who they are. Give them, give them more room. Give them space, allow them to be great, and that's what that's what really bothers me is the undertone of he's just a great recruiter. These guys are they should it should be more head coaches. Yeah, um, it should be yeah. more head coaches because these guys are taking the fall for other people's mistakes. Thank you. And I, I don't I don't get down with that. I think you should honor the game the right way, and um, I think you need to police other things. Yeah, I don't think assistant coaches for colleges needs to be policed. Go police the rest of the world. Thank you. Don't police guys that's trying to get kids and bringing them to colleges to play basketball. Go
0: police something else. Thank you. Thank you because like I mean do you, you know how much money these kids bring in? And I'm not even going to get into that. But it's like all the
1: kids. There's no color on the kids. Thank you. All the kids. All
0: of them. We're not talking about black kids, we're talking no, about all, all of them. The kids. All of them. And 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 people don't understand it. Like, well, okay, for the <clears> – <throat> do you understand how easy I, I would hear when I was in college and I had practice, we had to be at the gym at 5 a.m.? Um, Conditioning. Right, all that. Oh, man, you know, I can never take a class before 1130. I just can't get out of bed. <laughs> it, it, do you understand what I'm saying? And then we can't work during the season because that – and it's illegal oh, according okay. to NCAA you can't work during the season or during school or whatever yeah. and it's just it, i just don't get it why y'all just don't understand and you think it's easy being a college athlete oh no you, you have no idea they train all year they they're at school more than anybody
1: yeah i think it's it's it, i think it's fun but it's not easy i think people get those words mixed up being a college athlete is fun but it's not easy. There's a big difference there. I had a lot of fun, but it wasn't easy.
0: Exactly, because you got to go to this damn thing called class and nobody wants to go to that motherfucker after being in the gym for three hours, four hours, and we got to sit there and listen to a teacher who, who's, who's so added, outdated with us and they're, they're just talking and reading out of a book. It's like, come on, man. Like, I Honestly, like, and then all the shit you learn in college, you, the only thing that's going to get me paid millions is what I, what I came here for. On any level, at any sport, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like yeah, I'm. I, I, I didn't come. I'm, I didn't come here because. Oh yeah, you, you sold my parents on the quote unquote business school. I don't give a. F- I came here to to, to go pro, period. Yeah.
1: And you know what? There's a thing I want to want to tell the, the kids out there that when you do go to college and you and you have aspirations to be a professional basketball player, and that's fine and dandy. Because I went to college to be that as right. well. I want you kids out there to make sure you pick the right major. Um, because I always tell people, you're always one play away mm-hmm. um, from not playing again. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you you self-educate yourself. There's too many kids out there that's looking for other people to educate them. Exactly. And that's where we fail in that department. You have to go out and educate yourself. You go out and pick up a book or, or Google things and educate yourself on business, on marketing, on strategies. And you see what this world is about and you and you fit yourself in that lane just in case your playing career doesn't work out or you get injured or when you retire
0: self educate yourself exactly because y'all can't live off <laughs> you y'all becoming you you just got to make sure that you exactly self educate yourself because not everybody makes it in in, in the sport you want to play and you got to figure something else out and i've seen too many young brothers out there with degrees okay with degrees, with degrees, but but no self-education. Nothing. You can
1: know all the books. You can know all the books. You can memorize a book, but if it's not, if you don't self-educate yourself on what the world wants, then you're gonna get lost.
0: Lost in the sauce, exactly. So, but me and you know me and shot out here just to just to help you know give people you know the and scoop we and love so.
1: y'all. We do. Man. Even the
0: people who hate us. We love y'all, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening because, you know, I know y'all are listening. Try to see what we got to say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I like to see people like Shad win because if he first started doing his YouTube videos, probably getting like 20, 30 views. You know, he used to send me it to him. I ain't going to lie. I don't be watching anybody's stuff. But I would glance at his. And then as he, as I started watching I was like, oh, wow, he really knows what he's talking about. And then to see him get, you know, finally get a voice – and people are bringing him on. He's, you know, he's out here in L.A., you know, because you know, you know, he had to do the Colin Cowherd show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then he went on uh Chris Broussard and what's that other dude's name? The what's his name? Rob Jones? Oh, Rob Parker? Oh, Rob, yeah, Rob Ruckus. <laughs> come on, man, it's my dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, he be saying some far out shit, man. Like, come on, dog. Like, I just don't get it when dudes go to that station, especially black dudes. When they go to that station, except Shannon Sharp. But Shannon Sharp, let me get off the subject. Shannon Sharp, I'm kind of upset. You changed your whole mo after Anthony Brown, Antonio Brown, excuse me, called you out for putting up backwoods and, and glory. Man, you, Uncle Sharp, you retired. Okay, you donated. You do I played in the three and a half million dollar gym, which was amazing. You donated to Savannah State. Okay, you don't have to change for nobody. People know what you do, Uncle Shay. So I want to see the backwoods out again and and the Hennessy bottles because it's like you're not nobody's role model. You know, you was my role model when I was a kid. Not not anymore. I'm old, just like you. Like, man, do you. Live your life. Anyways. Anyways, it's just like the guys who go to Fox, the the black dudes, they just, I mean, they, I don't know. They got to conform, in my view, to some kind of thing. So I, I like, I don't know. Just the things he says is just like kind of. But, I mean, as your guy, I'm glad. I hope he's listening Rob. Hey, no beef. I just think that some of the shit you say is off the wall. People say that about my Twitter too, you know, so I don't really care, you know. But Anthony Davis is going to become a Laker. What you think? What do you, what you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's a done deal.
0: Been done. I, the, the text messages and phone calls I got this morning, this is why I'm late. Me and Childs supposed to be doing this like two hours ago, but I was late. I'm always I always late. Well, I was talking to people, man. Like, I, l- listen, you guys got to understand. I say about ninety percent of my information. You're
1: be late to your own funeral.
0: I know, right? Now I say you know what? A hundred percent of my information is fed to me unwarranted, which means I don't call people a hundred times. I'm not going to mention you, Mister Insider. I'm not going to mention you, Mister Insider. But you know, you need to. You know, you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> sir. Anyways, I don't call dudes a hundred times. Okay, I wait for the reporters to come out with their story, and then. I wait for my guys to hit me up and then they give me the real story. That's why you guys always get mad at me and say my story is different from so-and-so's because I'm getting the real scoop while they're just getting bits and pieces. Okay. Like I think I messed up in scoops when I didn't give you guys the Chicago mutiny scoop. I tried to be a homie and I gave it to another reporter friend of mine um, and he didn't, he dropped the ball completely. Like that should have been, the biggest story in the NBA. Like the players performed a mutiny on the coach. Okay. And it wasn't as big as it was. So anyways, <clears throat> sorry, me and shot out here in LA, yeah. he's doing his thing. Um, what do you want to talk about? I, Chad, I, I got know you guys got got
1: show coming up too. Oh
0: yeah. He got his draft show coming up. He said, he's going to have me on there. I don't think he wants to have me on there. I might fuck around and say something and get him fired. Like <laughs> get the SEC to find his ass or something. He is PG-13 uh, NBA draft. No, nah, I, I mean, it's going to be funny if he asks me some questions and I do get on it. But uh, yeah. Sha, Sha doing his thing. You know, we all doing our thing. Um, yeah. With this new draft coming up, let's talk about your picks in the draft, okay? Who you think? Yeah. You think Ja Morant is number one. Overall, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, yeah. but the people don't. Yeah. How be Zion? How are you not going to take Zion? It's yeah. not what he's saying. Go ahead and explain it to the people yeah. because I get it, but they don't. So talk
1: to me. Yeah, and I, before I say it, I love Zion, okay? So I don't want people to think I don't. I actually uh, – That
0: goes without saying. Yeah, I
1: support him, love what he does. He's a great kid, first and foremost. But when, from a basketball standpoint, I look at it like football terms. Dynamic point guards are like superstar quarterbacks. Um, and the big guys are more like defensive ends. So when you take a guy like John ja Morant or Trey Young, those guys are like Patrick Mahomes. Those guys can throw 50 touchdowns and change your franchise with the flick of the wrist. A guy like a Zion Williamson or DeAndre Ayton, where the game that, their games are more predicated on other people delivering them the ball, they're like defensive ends. They're like pass rushers. Right. So when you're, you, you think in NFL terms, do you want, would you draft Patrick Mahomes with your number one pick? or would you draft Jadavion Clowney? That's kind of how I look at a dynamic point guard compared to a, a, a really good big. So this year's
0: hey. – He's giving you guys – That went so far over y'all heads, it's not even funny. I'm sorry to take the mic from you, brother, but damn. So when you look at this year's draft,
1: you got John Morant is this year's Patrick Mahomes, okay. and Zion Williamson is this year's Jadavion Clowney. Last year, Trey Young was Patrick Mahomes. And DeAndre Ayton was Jadavian Clowney. So when you get that, when you get that paradox of right. different players, you, the general public automatically go to the big guy.
0: Exactly.
1: Instead of really breaking down the game. Like Ja Morant is Patrick Mahomes. Trey Young is Patrick Mahomes of the NBA. Exactly. But Ja is the Patrick Mahomes of this year's draft.
0: Exactly. See, man. How is this ESP, ESPN. So how do you guys not have him on TV? See, I'm, you, guys, you guys fired Paul Pierce and, and, and Chauncey Billups and Michelle Beadle. How is his phone not ringing? I mean, like, do you understand what he just said? Y'all don't understand it. Y'all really don't understand it. it, it I mean, that is, that is, I mean, perfect. Like, perfect. Okay, now, you're going to have to convince me
1: mm-hmm.
0: that Darius Garland is going to be the number four pick. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I watched him play. Mm-hmm. I watched my young fella, Trey Jones.
1: Cl- I love Trey Jones.
0: We, we, we know this. We, I watched my young fella, Trey Jones, clamp him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I even got a phone call from his AAU coach, the celebrity one, who I won't mention. Yeah. And was like, "Fan, what are you talking about? And then he said, watch what happens next game. Next game came along, and that celebrity AAU coach, I had to hit him up Mm -hmm. because – so I don't dislike Darius Garland. Yes, I think he's an NBA player, okay? Do you guys understand what you're saying with number four to the Lakers? Do y'all understand that? Like, I know he's with Clutch. I understand that. But, like, I think he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's with Clutch. Yeah, okay. But come on. Like, I love Rich Paul, and I love that he was on Sports Illustrated. Rich Paul's my guy. I love he's on Sports Illustrated. Shout
1: out to Rich Paul, uh, man,
0: always. And but like, man, come on. Like, I feel you with the Kyrie going, but but talk to me about Darius Garland because I've watched him. Yeah, I mean,
1: You're the, not sold yet.
0: No, I haven't. No,
1: I just think it's a small sample size. Uh, I think we we haven't seen enough from him. Um, but what I have seen is is a, is a point guard, a scoring point guard that can create space and score the ball. I mean, he can—he he has a lot of wiggle in his game and he can get to his spots. I think what he needs to get better at is facilitating. I don't think he makes guys around him better yet. I just think that he's a one-on-one score. Um, and when you, in the NBA, you're going to be surrounded with other guys that can make plays. So it's your job not to just get your shot off, but help them guys get their shot off too. So I don't think he's good in that department yet, but I think over time he'll be good. But I don't – I don't know in the top five pick. I don't think that's – I think he's a first-round pick. Kind of the same thing I said with Luka Doncic. Right. Like, I, I wouldn't take Garland in the top five, but I would draft him in the first round is what I'm yeah. saying. I actually like Kobe White. I think he's going to – I think he's going to surprise people from North Carolina because he's a bigger guard, he's faster, and he's a risk-taker. I like risk-taking guards. And he can
0: shoot that bitch.
1: Yes. he's a, he's a a He's a risk-taking guard. He can knock down shots. Um, so, and he's fast. So I think he's going to be the one that kind of stands out. But Darius Garland, I think he's about two years away uh, from really showing people uh, if he can live up to his potential.
0: Man, you heard it here first. Okay. Another question. Jared Culver. That's another guy you got to conv- I, I watched so many of his games this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, yes, people, I know he was getting buckets and I was, said that. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, I'm not hating on these kids. No. I'm just saying, like, you guys are talking about top five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, do you, these are – top five is all franchise players.
1: That's supposed to be. So, there you go.
0: That's what the, that's what the emphasis or the, the prerequisite or the, what the vibe is coming in, that he's going to change our franchise. You know, he's a top five pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know so, I, I, is he a pro? Yes, he's a pro. Yes, yeah, he's a pro. That's no question. Is he a top five pick? I don't think so. Is he a lottery pick? I think he's a lottery pick. But what you uh, – talk to
1: me. You kind of you, you lost on that one. I'm really lost. Man, I actually like his tape, though, Grass. I, I, I looked at his tape, and he has, some, he has exquisite footwork. He's no, like, people
0: are – I'm not – okay. I'm not saying he's not good. Yeah, I'm not no, saying no, he's I, not a lottery pick.
1: I get what you – but you, you want me to sell you on him. Just, okay, you want no, me to no, – let, no. let, me, let, me, let me sell him to you. You okay. a GM. Let me talk to you. Okay, talk to me. Look, man, this is Agent a, Shod. Yeah, let me let me tap it. Agent uh, Yoda. <laughs> Look, this is a kid as it has exquisite footwork. Uh, he, if you go back to his tape, he reminds me a lot of
0: Paul Pierce when Paul Pierce is. At- yo, 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 time out. Yeah. I'm talking no, no, to no, him. no, 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 time out. Paul. Out. Okay, see, this is this is another thing. I'm a, I'm a segue into my nigga Paul Pierce because Paul Pierce is a motherfucking legend. Love Paul. Pierce. Okay, and I'm so sick of y'all and this vitriol and this dumb... You guys don't even understand what this nigga was doing in Boston when they were sorry as hell. Okay. Don't – stop with your bullshit-ass narratives about he was not good. And th- Please.
1: I'm with you on that. He
0: led the NBA in scoring in the fourth quarter when Allen Iverson was there. Okay? So miss me with all that. Paul Pierce is a legend. A fucking legend. Okay? And for you to compare Jared Culver to Paul – y'all don't even understand what – Paul Pierce was catching bodies in the NBA. But it's the NBA. Your body gets tired. It wears down unless you're Vince Carter. I don't know what founding youth he has, but still. Like, Paul Pierce was catching bodies. Okay, y'all remember the game when the nigga had 48 in the second half in overtime. Like, stop. Okay, please. Uh, I'm so sick of that shit, you motherfuckers saying. And, 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 and if you're from L.A. and you hating on Paul, you got a mother – man, you got a serious problem. The shit he did in Inglewood, those legendary games versus Dominguez high when, D high when the nigga had 28 in the fourth quarter, man, get at it. There's only eight minutes in high school basketball, so they got 28 in the fourth in the, to go to the state. I know they lost because D-High had some fucking squads. But still, y'all acting like, man, get the fuck out of here. Nigga had 31 in the McDonald's All-American game. And they only gave him credit for 20, 28. Y'all need to stop with that Paul Pierce slander. <clears throat> Sorry. Getting back, uh, back, getting back, back to Jared, Jared Culver. Sorry. So, Jared Culver's
1: footwork is exquisite a la Paul Pierce when he was in Kansas. Both Big 12 players, both of their statistics from college, very similar. Culver is also a great defender a la Paul Pierce. I'm um, around six, 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 seven. la Paul Pierce. You're gonna give
0: me the swing on him.
1: You know. So I'm I'm breaking it down to you. Not saying that Jared Culver is gonna be Paul Pierce, but the same archetype is start is is matching up. Just the same thing when I said Cam Reddish is a lot like Tracy McGrady. I think people when I give these comparisons, before you go on your tangent, Oof. when I give these comparisons, I'm not saying that. Oh, he's got, they're going to turn into hall of famers like these guys, but they do fit in the arch type right. of the guys that I'm comparing to at this perci- uh, particular time. Okay.
0: let me give you all another little story. Chris Burgess. Don't get mad at this. Tracy McGrady. <clears throat> I was ranked higher than him in high school, right? Coming out. Okay. <laughs> then they found him at Mount Zion. Okay. They go, fi- they go find him and down. There was no internet back in the day like that. Okay. Right. There was a legend about this kid who was catching bodies. Like what Zion was doing, but like 6'9 and like 138 pounds, right? Just jumping over people, Mm -hmm. okay? So they find him, Mount Zion. Coaches are like, oh, my God. And they put him and they take him to Adidas camp. And that's when Sonny Vaccaro saw him and was like, yeah, you're never going. You'll never see a college campus in your life, right? So Chris Burgess was number one at the time. We were shout at not- out Chris Burgess. That's Duke, my right? guy, dude. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, me and Chris go way back. Chris Chris Burgess played on the AAU team with Shea and all them. And yeah. We used to have battles when it was the Collins Twins and I. Well, I really didn't play that much back then, but, you know, <clears throat> I was on the team with the Collins Twins. I was like the seventh or eighth man. But, anyways, we used to have some battles. Anyways, uh, Eric Chenoweth, shout out to him too. But, uh, Tracy McGrady comes out of nowhere. And I'll never forget, Chris Burgess was the number one player, him and Elton Brand. And Before Nike Camp and before Adidas Camp started. And then Tracy McGrady, I don't know, he did some kind of windmill on somebody or did something up at Adidas Camp that we heard at Nike Camp. Now, mind you, their cell phones weren't like they were today and there was no internet. There was none of that stuff. We got word of what Tracy McGrady did at Adidas Camp at Nike Camp that same day. That's how cold he was. Okay, Mm -hmm. so for you to compare Cam Reddish Mm -hmm. to Tracy McGrady, like, y'all don't even understand how good Tracy McGrady was. what he The things he was – oh, my God. He was
1: extremely athletic. He had a terrific bounce. He had a basketball body. He passed the eye test. Um, he was terrific with the ball in his hands. And he was untapped a lot like Cam Reddish. Okay.
0: I like Cam Reddish. I, I, Me and Shad want Cam Reddish to go to Atlanta.
1: Please. Man,
0: nobody else take him. He He doesn't work hard. His motor's bad. You know he's what I'm slow. saying? Like yeah, he doesn't like to get up and, and, and play. He
1: doesn't make shots. Yeah, exactly.
0: He's not that athletic. You know, those videos were CGI. Like, we, no. We need Cam on the Hawks. Like today. Yes. And if the Hawks want to trade up to get him, that's even better. Please. Yes, but any other team, he's terrible. Yes, he's awful. Horrible attitude. Um, trade him to the Hawks. Just trade, yeah, if you get him, trade him to the Hawks for, like, beach towels. Yes. Be- because, like, he's just not going to play for any other team. But the Hawks. But the Hawks. So yeah, we, we we don't know why we need him there, you know. No. Nope. But I mean, I think just
1: think Atlanta's the right place for a guy. Yeah, like I that.
0: mean because you know Bible Belt, you know they got great Sunday school, Sunday church right. services and Bible studies. So I mean that's what that's what we Terrific need. Terrific
1: Walmart too. Oh,
0: great Walmart, great great Walmart's. But yeah, we don't need him going to like New York. No. On some serious shit. Don't draft him, LA. No. Do you, do you have enough. Don't. don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't
1: don't draft them with bi kuz. Yeah, and then you're going all gonna, those long you know
0: and then you're going to put them in the trade. No, to, no, it's not going. Do to. Don't do that. Okay, just
1: pass them through.
0: Exactly. Okay, um, and Cleveland,
1: pass them through.
0: Cleveland, you had, Cleveland, you had better not.
1: How about this? Okay, Atlanta, let's just talk to okay. Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta. Um, you got eight. You got the eighth pick. You got the tenth pick. You got the seventeenth pick. Um, I'm looking for you to get in front of Cleveland. Hint, hint.
0: Yep. And take uh, the reddish kid. Yeah. Thank you. I'd bottle up all those and try and see how far up I can move. And and, and,
1: and we'll see how that. Uh,
0: pans yeah. Out. Yeah. But just Atlanta. Every other team pass on Cam Reddish. He's man, no work ethic. Yeah. None of that. Sorry about that, y'all. We had technical difficulties real fast. You know, I got to pay my power bills. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Cam Reddish, and we don't want him going to Atlanta, as we said. Um, we want him to go to. Atlanta. But no, we don't want anybody else to draft him. But we want him going to Atlanta. Yes, that's exactly what we do want. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, <clears throat> sorry y'all. We we I just wanted y'all to you know me and Chad we got to we got to get to moving. Just wanted to you know him to come bless us for the culture on my podcast. Without you know, this, I had to do it. This guy is the one who's been on my head, pause about doing a podcast. He's one of the main ones, you know, the past couple of years to be telling me, yo, build your puzzle. Stop bullshitting. You know, you got a talent. Um, so it's because of him. I'm not going to lie that, that I've been doing this. I was always anti-podcast. You know, I just stopped.
1: Yes. You're so stubborn, bro. Like I've been telling you for. We don't need to
0: tell everybody that I'm stubborn, okay?
1: All right, well, you're stubborn. So we've been talking for like the last year I've been telling him, <clears throat> Grass, you have a, a gift to be able to speak. To so many people and I just believe and I told you this from day one like you are like Charlemagne the God of the, the sports world and the culture needs people like you they need your voice because you you are a, a educator um, and and a lot of people don't under may not understand that but the way you come off is that you give people your honesty you're transparent but also you're educating and helping other people. You do it in a, a comedic way, but, but the message is powerful. Uh, so that's why I, I wanted to be on your podcast, and that's why I continue to tell you to keep doing this because I see you down the line, down the line being a voice on like a serious radio where you're talking to millions of people and you're entertaining us, but at the same time, you're educating us and and helping us move forward in whatever journeys that we're choosing, especially in sports
0: see and that's why I fuck with Yoda because he's always positive, always positive, and he's always trying to get he's trying to get people to 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 stop being stubborn <laughs> and go after and and use your inner talents that God gave you because as much as I love basketball, i mean like it just what i wasn't it wasn't for me you know like and that's that's it for a lot of guys you know there's some McDonald's all Americans. You know, who didn't make it. But the difference is is that, you know, you just got to keep going and have good people in your circle, man. I and mean, Chad is definitely a great dude to have in my circle. Yep. And you got to have people who motivate you. Likewise. You know, and just any last words you got to, to, to remind people what you're working on. I want to I break some news about what he's working on, but he won't let me. You know, he won't. He told me this a lot. And you guys have no idea. You know, I'd be breaking news. I'd be wanting to say this because you guys are going to be like, wait a minute. Hold on. It's, it's big. It's big news. And remember, ESPN, you guys, you got three openings. I better see him on next season. I better. But my bad. Let me, let me say, he got some things to say before he goes. So what you got to say?
1: I, I, can't, I can't tell the news right now. Um, but when it, does, but well, when it does, you'll probably hear it from grads first. You, you won't hear it from me. You're going to actually hear it from his account first. I can't say anything right now, but it's, it's fantastic. It's going to be worldwide, literally. Wow. Um, and until
0: then, talk soon. And everybody, once again, as I always say, RIP Nipsey Hustle. And we'll talk to you guys later.